Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe, and this is a special episode. Well, not that any other episode is not special, but this is extra special because for all, well, it's been, I don't know how long it's been, but we finally have Lewis Keynes back. How are you doing, Lou? Hello, hello, hello. Look at that, he's real. It has. How was this? Right, so a couple of questions, actually. Um, okay. I'm sure you've, uh, well, I hope you listened to the, the previous podcast. You've kind of got up to date what we've been talking about, but mainly it has you been about you. guys have carried on recording without me. That's not nice. I know, it? it's not fair, is it? <laughs> but one of the things is Celine Dion. How did it go? Celine um, oh, we, we, we go way back, me and me and Celine, ever since um, she did that Bee Gees song, because I'm a big Bee Gees fan, so... So you got into her then, did you? Which so, I mean, and, and I mean, how did the competition go? Because I know you were in the, the top three. Did you win? Or? The competition. Um, <laughs> remind me what the competition was. I have, I have listened to it, and this is. I thought, what was the competition? Best lookalike. Yeah, I, I, I actually don't know. I think it, it swayed from being best lookalike to kind of doing makeup the same or like singing karaoke yeah it was a very odd but all, all we know is you've definitely won because in this fictitious world why would you want to lose you're definitely going to win it um yeah and you and celine got on like a house on fire because it's of bgs obviously probably the first bit of publicity she's got in a long time as well i thought <laughs> off the back of this podcast oh brilliant well how's it going lou it's long time it's no got- speak it's all right yeah it's it has been a long time i've i've missed doing them it's nice to be back on it's bit of a random last minute decision to do this but thankfully i'm now in a position where hopefully i can be back on them a bit more yeah so what is the position so what what what, what are you doing like are you still at the same job you have you moved what, what's kind of going on in the lewis Keynes life yes yes and yes i think are the answers to all three of those what was the first one the, the second one was are you still working at the same place and the third one was have you moved uh, I, I said, have you got a new job? But technically, I suppose you haven't got a new job, but you have got a new location for said job. I have a new kind of life. Yeah. So, so what is this new life you've got? <laughs> oh, finally. Um, well, I say finally. It's we've been planning it for a little while, I guess. But finally, moved out of Kent and um, away from London, away from the rat race. We've moved out to the wild, wild west. Well, I say that, wooden bassett, it's not that, it's not that wild. <laughs> the wild. Well, the, the intro, all I can say from, I mean, me and Lou met up, I was, I was lucky enough, it was very nice, very nice host. Thank you, both you and Rachel, for the you host. Time. Lovely, it was awesome, thanks, man. And sturdy work, all I can say is if you sleep around Lou, Lewis Keynes' house and you sleep on their new, their new futon, Lewis Kane has done some amazing craftsmanship Made with uh, the IKEA work there. Hands. Yep, exactly, perfect. I'll tell you what, IKEA have done very, very well out of us recently. <laughs> I'm... Flat pack guru. Anything you need, I'm your man. There you go. I like this. Well, you do realise we're going to get people cut. Well, we won't, but we would like to believe that we'll get people come in and ask you, and then it would just be Lewis Kane's a new podcast spin off. Lewis Kane's DIY. I shouldn't yeah. say we. I haven't been on this for a while. I've got to earn that right back again. <laughs> <Earn the right. laughs> not at all, man. Not at all. Just, um, just me, not we. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, uh, so we, I went, I, I took the, well, I did the trek, not really, it's not really a trek, is it really? So I, I did just the drive to meet up with you last weekend and we had a great time in Watton Bassett, n- nice evening. And uh, in, all we can say is interesting bar staff. Um, yeah, we probably shouldn't broadcast that. We, we won't really, yeah, we won't really mention what happened, but it was an interesting event. 
um we'll feel extremely guilty if something does happen but anyway um yeah so <laughs> other than that though so 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 what, what what's the plan there what, what you've been what you've been doing are you so you're working from home now i'm guessing i am yeah i'm working from home i'm i'm recording this podcast live to you from my new office with um two out of three monitors working don't get us started on that one why won't <laughs> work we've had fun and games with that and um actually yeah we should go about that because if if our um millions of listeners if anyone can help out with this particular conundrum that'd be great because even the almighty ed man couldn't figure it out and then when that happens i know we've got no <laughs> chance are you still there i am still there oh, Don't, I, I still, I, i'm just let, letting the uh leaving it all to you i know letting the old verbal <laughs> go yeah so working from home now uh working from my office as i said and life is good doing very it? busy but trying to trying to adjust to Obviously, living in the southeast our whole lives, and now we've moved away up here, and uh, it's it's a very different pace. But I'm absolutely loving it, and I love working from home. You know, I don't think you can beat it. Well, that's awesome, know. man. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm really, really, you know, happy for you because like, I know that you because when we were speaking at the weekend, you know, obviously you're, you're raving about working from home now, and you're really enjoying that. And I'm glad, you know, that because I think for you, you know, you, it's nice now that you've got that kind of. I think it's nice that you've got your own little space, you know, your own little office space, and it's a really nice little space that you can kind of work in, go into, get there, do do your work, you know, and then get out of it. And I think that kind of works well because I mean, also whilst whilst you've been moving, um, also I've moved been moving oh, yeah? not, not no by no means as far uh but just <laughs> kind of a step back for a step forward almost about, so about 500 yards in yeah, about 500 yards, exactly um yeah. so i moved back with, with my parents um just for the next year or so to hopefully the plan is save up mortgage and all the grown-up stuff after that so yeah it, it's quite interesting actually and i've got my own little kind of office space um away from my from my bedroom um and i think i think actually that that i heard a lot about when people were talking about working remote is to actually have that divide i think it's very obviously a unique situation if you're if you're obviously living like i am like you know where you're living with your parents or you're living like i live with some housemates my office was also my bedroom um and really kind of my room you know so dangerous isn't it it is it is um it's very i mean you can kind of like sometimes say okay i'll separate it that you know that side of the room is you know my work area and now you know if i'm lying on the bed just watching tv you know i'm not thinking of work but it's very hard and actually i think the next step obviously is then having your own room for work and then you know out you know outside of that room you don't think of it and i think that's worked well for me as well i found it much easier to kind of you know you know kind of all right put the computer down kind of walk out and that's it um, it's so hard to make that break isn't it it is it really is and i think working from home it's that kind of you, you really do have to learn um you know what works for you because i think it is different for everyone i think i think it's a lot like golf going to the driving range there's a similar analogy with that where anytime you go and hit golf balls because people or listeners may or may not know of my my golfing background but and it's been with me as well a few times but yeah always always end at the driving range on a good shot and on the days when it's not going so well, you find yourself buying another bucket of balls and then keep on going and just trying to find that good shot. It's a bit like that with programming, depending on, well, for me anyway, working from home, if I'm, if I'm having a good day, then that's fine. But if I'm having a bad day and nothing's going right, before I, I mean, I've found myself, I've been at the computer for 14 hours the other day just because I was having, I didn't, I couldn't seem to get to that suitable stopping point. Well, it's the feeling. And the trouble with the feeling is the feeling changes, doesn't it? It's like yeah. our idea of what we know. If we feel like that we've 
you know, that this is perfect or that, you know, we learn and we know that now. It's like the more you know, the more you know you don't know. It's that never ending goalpost. So if you've got that, you don't get that feeling of satisfaction, like, all right, that's a good time to end the day. Yeah. It can get hard. It's almost like you do need that. Again, that's where the pros and cons of working in an office environment or, you know, kind of being regimented on yourself saying, all right, I work these hours of the day, you know, kind of help out as well. Because, you know, I find that, you know, that, okay, work 9.30 till 6.30. I'll do, you know, a little over or a little before. And, but all in all, those are my working hours. Those are when I'm, you know, prime thinking of, you know, the code that is in front of me, et cetera, like that. So no, again, it's a learning curve, but I'm really glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, the good thing is, is that, you know, I I do really enjoy doing what I do and therefore it doesn't always necessarily feel like work. It's not like one of those jobs, is it? If, if you're in the middle of something that you're getting your teeth into, quite often you want to carry on and learn about whatever you're doing. Or even uh, It goes just... from five minutes to an hour to then, as you say, 14 hours of just, you know, kind of working on something. And I mean, what, what, what kind of stuff are you working on at the moment? Have you got any things you can talk about, like any technologies that you've been using, etc.? Yeah, there's been quite, there's been quite a few, I guess. I mean, I've had quite a few, in, in my job, sites tend to be ongoing. I don't seem to anymore to be kind of churning out smaller sites quickly so it's it's big big builds yeah pretty much the the do you prefer that do you you like the bigger builds that you get to kind of get your teeth into for longer periods of time i i enjoy the architecture side of it and particularly with one that i'm on you nerd i never thought i'd say that but i do i do and i think using using laravel particularly has helped me embrace that because it they kind of they they use all these best practices and you can't help but kind of see them and you know eventually occasionally you'll come across an, a new kind of design pattern or something that just so happens to fit what you're doing and I found I found that happens a lot but yeah a lot of the a lot of the last few months have been spent um, moving a lot of my old sites over to Laravel five and then having to go through the whole process of changing the servers to PHP five point six and all that stuff and. Just re- a lot of refactoring and making making my code a lot more concise. So that's a really interesting thing you say there because I know I don't I don't know if you want to if you if you want to tell the audience kind of what your you know your decision why the decision behind going with Laravel. Um, I know that you know I, I mean like the fact that you want to kind of move away from your own stuff. And, oh yeah, we're going away from what? Yeah, I know. Well, because <laughs> I think it's a very I think it's a very mature kind of nice idea because i think some people decide all right we're gonna you know uh, so you know i mean you a, a couple of years ago you were in the mindset and, and actually speak I mean, this was something like, like last week at the weekend you know it was great kind of seeing what you your kind of feeling behind it is you know now where you know the whole, everyone hates the idea of you know building was it was it it's a reinventing the wheel and then it's yeah. reinventing the wheel if you do That's reinvent the wheel well, yeah, if, you, well, if you reinvent the wheel you become very good at making wheels which is great because the thing is, right, is that if you want to learn how to make the wheel, then and, and and if you're a good developer and an interested developer, you kind of do want to look at these things and understand them. Um, I've had that in the idea of the Flux stuff because the Flux architecture is quite a simple idea, but there's so many different Flux implementations around. And that's because people have just said, well, I want to learn it. The best way of doing it is learning it. So, you know, you've, you've, you know, you've wanted to learn web frameworks and stuff like that. You've built your own, you know, section like that. And, and then you've realized actually some of the benefits come out of these other frameworks that you know the, the thing is they have time or they've got more of a usership that allows them to you know 
kind of embrace different areas that you haven't got the time to deal with. Well, that was the thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I got a, a hell of a long way down the road, right, with my own framework. And it was it was a brilliant learning exercise and a brilliant project. But I realized sooner or later, you know, that I, I'm not a completely freelance web developer. I don't work for myself. Sooner or later, other people are going to have to look at what I'm doing. And it's no good that I, you know, I didn't write any documentation for it because I just didn't have the opportunity to do that either. Oh, Michael Budsfree, he'll be with us shortly then. Awesome. Well, just, that's, a, that's a nice surprise. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah no, so yeah, that's great. I mean, I mean, and you, as you say, you took the, the, the decision, the mature decision, the nice decision to say, okay, well, let's port this over to something that's got more of a usership. Yeah. That exactly. will, you know, provide an easier, you know, learning curve before coming in and and i think that's that that's the catch of, it's the catch of everything isn't it it's the it's the documentation um code documents it's, it's self self-documenting code we all love that but sometimes a good doc in itself you know and the thing is it's not only the docs you know it's the fact that you've got the laracast you've got the youtube videos you've got the stack overflow yeah. you've got the yeah it's the community and the community behind it will help someone coming in say you know god forbid you're not there it's the bus factor situation kind of feeling, you know, where if you're not there, they look at this code, they're like, oh, so it's nothing that I can, you know, ask anyone about. Whereas, you know, if, if you know, typically web frameworks are quite similar. Um, it's just how they do them. But if you give, you know, kind of, okay, it's an underlining of Laravel. Obviously, you've got your domain layer on top, but the fundamental is Laravel. Great. I can at least ask questions, you know, from people or haven't, you know, already a prerequisite experience with that framework. It seemed it seemed like the responsible decision to to go with Laravel. I mean, at, at the time, I the the main framework that I'd used before had been Coding Lighter all the way back in the day, and I did absolutely love that. But we we know that a that well the guys the guys that are kind of higher up in development don't speak very highly of it, and whether you agree or don't agree, you kind of have to ask why. And and I think Coding Lighter kind of fails in a lot of areas that the uh, frameworks like laravel don't i think it's just because it never moved from the 5.2 stuff or the 5.1 support yeah, exactly. it couldn't move up and it couldn't get the syntactic sugar i mean that's one thing laravel does really well is the syntactic sugar um you know it's an enjoyable experience you know i mean that's you mean one thing you... and all that stuff well yeah you know and the way that he's written it and its composability <sighs> of how it looks and, and everything so I mean, it, gets, it gets you. It, it just makes you naturally have a better workflow. I think just the just the workflow of using Laravel, getting into the habit of um, having routes, and then if if people like well, you were talking about middlewares, you know, like the idea oh, yeah, of yeah. Oh, the middlewares are great, you know, and and it's you know this idea that I can you know add and compose these middlewares, and and it's again it's another nicety that these other frameworks have that again wasn't present in in older frameworks because the idea wasn't around and yeah, exactly. maybe it was the limitation of the language at that time also prevented it from happening. Yeah, absolutely right. And obviously um, Taylor's now working full time on Laravel as well. So you know that it's going to carry on growing and growing. And no, I think it, there's, there's so much, there's so much there available. It's just, it's trying to, trying to be efficient in what you're doing. And, and, you know, I don't think it'll ever be possible to learn the whole framework unless, you know, you, you have well, enough situations crop up through projects where you again, have to... it's, it's the idea that, you know, you're not coupled to that framework as a framework. Like, Absolutely, it's just yeah. a delivery of the domain logic that you have that you can hopefully make, you know, analogous. Well, no, no. analogous? No, agnostic. Wow. Analogous. I'm not with it. I know, I am not with it today. Uh, agnostic <laughs> from the framework. 
yeah. I mean, I know that there are some coupling bits, some bridge areas where you're going to have to couple it up together. You know, obviously it's going to have to happen. And maybe there'll be some bits, you know, oh, this could probably be more generalized, more, you know, split out of, you know, into the domain or, you know, etc. But, you know, the ability to be like, yeah, you know, awesome. I can say it uses Laravel, but, you know, you don't need to rely on the fact you're using Laravel. No, exactly. You can, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still write quite a lot on my own so i must admit i do use eloquent because i i don't think anything's better yeah well, that's just what i can yeah. ask what what are your like favorite things of laravel going into the laravel world what have you really enjoyed um I, I, middleware definitely is one of my favorite things and route grouping grouping middleware so that you can just drag your routes into these closures and just everything will work within there and you don't even have to touch your and that, that's again a nicety like isn't that. it you know, it's a nicety that's pr- present in, you know, Laravel on these new frameworks. But that's great. Exactly. I mean, do, do, and you enjoy Eloquent as well. Eloquent, yeah. I mean, it, it's fantastic. Once once you get around your head around relationships and stuff, then that's pretty much it. That's that's the big obstacle. And it's not that complicated, to be honest. You just It just takes a bit of experimentation. I think, I think a, a key to before using anything with Laravel and stuff like that is to have a good grip on namespacing and all that stuff because it does use that. And I only make a point of that because for a, for a long time I didn't use that, but you kind of need to be doing that now. Again, another thing from the code night days, which wasn't present because it was still supporting five one. I think that's yeah. again. Uh, hello, hello, Mickey. Or anything like that, or auto loading PSR four yeah. or any of that stuff. And yeah, oh, all that. Hello. Sorry, mate. That's all right. No worries. I don't want to interrupt you. It was, it was interesting stuff. How uh, you doing, man? How was the how was the jog? Jog was good, feeling pumped. So um, three point nine miles today. No, two point seven. Always two point seven. You've gone downhill. I know. <laughs> wow, knock him out here. Yeah. Knock him down there, Lou. I like it. It's because the only time I can run now is during the lunch breaks and because uh, of daddy responsibility. So um, yeah, it's, it's about all I can fit in. Really, is that that two point seven miles. So by the time I've had a shower and stuff, it's time to get back on the uh, keyboard. On the keyboard, so, very nice. So it's great, good to see you, man. This is this is the first one with Lou again. I've, I know. I've, I've done the I've done the introduction. I've talked about Celine Dion. You'll be happy to know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. so I, I mean, other than that, then Lou. So what else have you been uh, doing? Like golf. I know that golf has been really well this season. For some reason, stressful time for you seems to have <laughs> caused an amazing upshift. Not in- necessarily stressful, just busy. I mean, moving house is quite stressful, I suppose, but it's all been good things. But yeah, it's one of the most stressful things to do in your life is to move house. I'm sure it is that and have a baby. And then Mickey, and I love the fact Mickey did that pretty much in the same (laughs) month. Get it all over while while doing university and everything. I'm I'm not going to win this argument, so I'm just. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was the question again? I was saying, like, what what else? Like, have you been up to? Like, have you been able to kind of look at at stuff outside of like the web stuff? Have you kind of, you know, been looking like anything outside the programming kind of interested you at the moment? Anything outside of it? Anything outside of programming? I know the world outside programming, golf, and uh, pubs. Pretty much, pretty much. That is a good combo. I'm not going to lie. That is a nice combo. And and I don't play a lot of golf this time of year. So, <laughs> so it's code and, code and pubs. Yeah, no. Uh, I try and swim, but yeah, I haven't yeah, done a lot of that either. Oh dear, yeah. Trying to find a place at the moment to swim is obviously your problem, seems yeah, to me. But, no, I mean, a lot, a lot of my free time is it's spent every day trying to make myself get better at this very, very tough job that we do. And trying to trying to pinpoint the right things to be learning at any given time and stuff like 
I don't know, JavaScript frameworks. I, I invested a lot of time in Angular, which I'm now thinking was that a bad idea? Um, no, I mean, I, I don't think so. I think, you know, that it's really weird, like, how things have kind of changed. Um, that, you know, I think People React... People start championing it as much as the things like, um, like Vue.js and React. And... Yeah, the, the, the things like that, because that's taken such a massive shift. I mean, actually, Angular, there are um, kind of flux... Uh, architected. What is Flux? I, I should so, have so, that, but you no, mentioned no, so, 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 and I didn't ask the first time. So Flux is an architectural pattern. Um, you <laughs> can kind of think of it as a transition away from the MVC model, which okay. doesn't seem to work that well. I mean, it didn't work well for Facebook. Um, and the, the bindings and the two-way binding and the way that kind of when you start connecting these things up, having a lot of controllers and views and models, well, models and views, uh, sorry, models and controllers, the way these kind of, you know, and, and you, you draw these diagrams of how they interact, it very can get very complex quickly. And yeah. Facebook realized that they're uh, getting people up to speed on these things was very hard. Um, and then they, they thought, well, let's go back to the drawing board of what architectural pattern we're using, what what style, how, how are we writing these things fundamentally? And they came up with this idea of unidirectional flux flow. Um, a, a little self-promotion is actually so, other than the task app, which I spoke about earlier, uh, well, on an earlier podcast, um, I also am going to be releasing, to, hopefully tomorrow, um, today's Tuesday, tomorrow, Wednesday, that's obviously how the days go of the week. Um, I'm going to be releasing a blog, a new blog post on flux and kind of things on the my builder uh, tech blog. So I'll put that in the show notes if I don't release it. Or yeah, uh, after I've got a little compliment time. for you quickly. Actually. Oh, go for it. A compliment. I, I, I'll take I, um, compliments. I bookmarked two of your tutorials. Oh, two of your blog posts the other day, both particularly relevant to what I was doing. Thank Wonderful. you very much. I'm just trying to go from... Oh, here they are. Yeah, the first one was configuring SSH public keys because I needed to do that. And uh, your your article was very helpful there. Thank you, sir. And the other one was the good old installing Nginx Apache, oh, MySQL, yeah. all that. Oh, man, so, yeah. Because they don't seem... Uh, any 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 poor requests you can do to, for me? Is there anything wrong that maybe needs to be tweaked? Because I don't think I've actually looked all at those. In... All, all of it. Thank, thanks, yeah. Mickey. Thanks. <laughs> Well, the only the main thing is that is that the um the systems are a bit newer now, aren't they? Like CentOS seven and all that stuff. That's it's it. All, it pushes uh, up so quickly. Um, but yeah, but I managed to find. I mean, if uh, on on Twitter, I tweeted the thing that I found that helped me to upgrade my my droplet to five point six, and it was all quite painless. I was thinking, oh god, is this stuff going to start breaking? But thankfully, it didn't. Oh, that's so. good, man. That's good. No, it's always nice when you have an easier upgrade path than you feel. Yeah, than you fear. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so you got flux, which is that architectural pattern, um, and it's very simple, but it lends itself towards the fact that React is really the thing that allowed us to get to flux, because React isn't like a typical MVC MVP, you know, kind of way. Stuff isn't it? React. It's not backbone. It's not uh, you know Angular or Ember. It's this idea that you've just got this virtual DOM, and essentially you just it's 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 mutable uh it's pure you know it's this functional idea that you know you have this state you render it you change the state you render it again and the whole thing in quotes gets rendered again that in your eyes it will get rendered again so you know it's a really kind of concise example of something that you've done that uses that then so i mean a real world example yeah so i mean so say um so all right just taking react on its own react js is let's say you have a list of uh users 
Now, the data for, you know, showing these users, you know, you have the idea of a user. User may be, you know, an admin user or a typical user. So you've got those flags. Um, and let's say this, this, this React component needs to render those. those. So you have passing the properties of it. You say, oh, here are the users. And the users are these at the moment. And it will render it exactly, you know, saying, oh, you know, I need to have, you know, it, it will generate the LI elements. and say, oh, these are the LI elements you need. Uh, you know, if the status, if the if it's an admin user, maybe you show an admin icon. If it's just a bog standard user, you just use another icon. You do that. You then say, oh, it needs to change. So you chuck it a whole new list of properties and you give it the whole thing again. Now, what it will do, it what you think is it will just do the same thing. It will just re-render it. Now, that's great in your mental space, and that's how we feel about it, which is what we want to feel. We just re-render it again. What it does is it does a differing algorithm where it only works out what needs to change internally and changes those DOM components on its own. It doesn't do anything else. That's it. It would just do a diff, change, and that's it. So we mentally now can live on a higher level where we just think, oh, it's changing it all the time. You know, it, the data has changed give it all the data again, render it again, dush, this is it now. But it will do the optimizations because obviously, you know, rendering the DOM, changing the DOM is bad. You know, it's very, yeah. very long-winded, very, you know, processive, intensive. So this will change that and allow you then to just think of it in this pure, higher, higher level way. Um, and actually, I, I don't know if you've seen it, Lou, but yeah, so um, in a previous podcast, I spoke about the task app that I've made, which is very simple. And also people at my work have been able to kind of, we're expanding on it and we've moved it over. Did you demo to... this to me once. I think I may, I may have seen it. Um, I think, me? oh, hmm? did, uh, did you show me it a while back? I'm trying uh, to... I think I may have shown you the implementation we did at work, but not this. So this is kind of like a very trivial, simple to do app style thing. But what it allows us to do is show off what we've done and kind of like how we've worked in, into it. Um, but yeah, so what I'll do, I'll put that in the show notes again, but that then should be linked in the blog post for tomorrow, et cetera, like that. But so essentially, yeah, it, it, it provides you to work on this high level uh, and allows you to kind of simplify your thinking, um, which is great. But it does make you change things because you no longer have to be like, oh, you know, if the button's this, you know, if the icon's that, change it to this, you know, and all these things, it will just do the changes for you. You don't have to think in stages of transitions. You just think in states. You just think okay. from that to that, from that to that. It will do the transition almost for you. Have you used Angular much? Do you, do no, you, have you? I haven't used that. That is that is a full credit. I haven't used it. Um, I've only I've, I used a bit of Backbone back in the day a little bit, but I haven't used um, You haven't Angular. used Vue.js either? No, I think Vue.js is very similar, isn't it? That it is just, is it just the React side? It's, it is just I'm not the sure. Layer. Well, this is the thing. I'm trying to figure out which one out of those two I want to learn. I would say use React. Because it's okay. got Facebook behind you, it. Mick, have you used any? Um, I started trying to use Angular like um, maybe about a year ago. Someone just sent me this one PDF actually, and it was like three pages on using Angular, and um, I did get it quite well. But I had some like really weird issues that just kind of like put me off. Like I, I had some weird it's, like jQuery dependency. It has error. Quirks, doesn't it? Yeah, and um, I don't know, like. Uh, it didn't really float my boat, I guess. But um, like I say, it's one of those things where I kind of accept that that is the way that things are going. So I need, I do need to catch up on that. But uh, no, not really, to be honest with you. I think I played with Ember as well. I, I sort of just did a, enough sort of like like a Hello World type example with Ember and Angular, I think. Um, and that was really about it, to be honest. So you haven't looked at those either. I would, I would definitely so say many. that invest in React and uh, Flux. Because also the new things coming out with React Native and 
the new thing. I mean, the whole flux thing has kind of expanded, exploded as well. Where you've got these like Redux and things like this. I'm hoping to get some guests on the show. Um, actually, this is another. Uh, this is leads into quite a good. Um, a software engineering daily is a podcast uh, that I've been listening to, and this guy, I don't know how he does it. He has so many guests on, like one a day almost. So he must do this. He must work freelance and have time to do this. But here's the React fundamental. Uh, like he does, he did a week about React. It's in podcast form. So maybe I, I'll put that in the show notes, Lou. Maybe check that out. Yeah. I definitely recommend that. Um, there's also the React conference that happened in Paris a couple of months ago. That was very good. There's some really good talks on there. Uh, but fundamentally, yeah, just check check that out. I would. I would definitely say. And also adding leading on to that actually is another thing. What you'll notice if you're looking through the source, um, because again, the source for the Facebook stuff, it's very simple, very clean, very easy because it's the flux pattern is quite simple in itself. Uh, it's the additions that people add onto it. Um, but they use something called flow type and flow. And flow essentially is just a, it's, it's an analyzer, like a type system on top of JavaScript that it just, you know, it's removed at compile time or, you know, at translation, you know, transpilation time when it moves, you know, goes down into just the JavaScript that you'll get, you know, delivered to the user. Um, but it just provides a type system. So again, don't be scared by that. It's very TypeScripty looking, but flow type is quite an interesting thing to look at. Another, another product from Facebook. Facebook seem to be releasing a lot of good stuff into the open source world. Okay, that'd be worth looking at. Because you're writing a lot of ES6 now as well, aren't you? That's another yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's, and that, that's actually true. Yeah, so we did a, for Kong, um, we did like, uh, so Kong is this API middleware. I think I spoke about that another time. And we've been kind of working quite a lot with that at the moment, with the way that we're kind of changing our architecture from being this just one symphony application to many different applications that can kind of be their own thing. Uh, you know, an API, you know, SOA kind of serve all that buzz thing but not really you know it works again it's it's funny how you get these buzzes but really it's just what works so you know this is this is, even though we may be going this way it is just because it will work and we feel yeah, it will. And you, you you understand that buzz and then that buzz has moved away to something else exactly but you're like okay well now we're going to invest and we work out actually yeah this this kind of made sense it's again we're like design patterns where i'm going to use a builder here and it's actually like no the code kind of you know after you refactoring it will eventually become oh yeah it became into a builder as instead of you know i need to use a bit of pat- you know a pattern comes out of the code as opposed to being injected into the code yeah. um how I, is I, with um with react how is how are they kind of treating the whole kind of versioning thing because obviously like angular everyone's learned that and they've so, got so yeah they're still yeah. breaking uh so it's zero fourteen release at the moment and there are breaking bits but because the react is only the view layer I think that's where people get a bit confused as well. React is only the view layer. It yep. only deals with the components in the view layer. It doesn't deal with the architectural stuff. So you can do whatever you want with it. I mean, the fact is people have been using Backbone uh, still as their you know, infrastructure behind it and then using React just for the view because of how much better it is and more performance. So you're using it on top of Symfony? No, no, no. So, so Symfony's the back end. So we're using it on top of, uh, so we're using the Flux architecture. We're using uh, Facebook's uh, dispatcher and all this gubbins. Um, oh. But yeah, so so but there, there's a nice tutorials. There's a lot of to do apps and the flux are, uh, examples on uh, the Facebook website. But also we've got our task at one, and I'll I'll happily like go through it. Lou. It'd be cool to show yeah, you it. Yeah, but I definitely say look, learn those. These have been really good. Um, but yeah, so sorry, but with the Kong stuff, so we've been doing a lot of Kong stuff. Um, and we've actually uh, so we've been quite fortunate enough 
well, not fortunate enough. I don't know how, but we've been fortunate enough to have like a pull request actually merged in uh, last week, a Lua one. So it's our first Lua script because Nginx. So essentially, Kong is a, is a plugin or a system built on top of Nginx or Open Resty, and uh, they have bindings into Lua, the programming language. It's just very JavaScripty kind of language. Um, I think they pick it because Lua is very easy binding. C bindings very simple to kind of add as a scripting language. Um, but yeah, so we've actually been able to do a pull request in it and also one today we've just released a pull request to do with OAuth stuff so fingers crossed that goes in but it's been interesting learning Lua or not really learning it but hacking around with Lua and kind of understanding that and it's um yeah been really quite fun are you hacking around with all these things in your in your own time as well or or is it on work time that you get it it, it, it melds from work time to own time you know because when you've got a problem and you're like well I want to solve this so then it goes from being work time to home you know you kind of work, you know, just do it both in essence. And then you feel like, like, oh, it's a good blog post out of that. Write the blog post, blah, 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 and stuff like that. So it's it's quite fun. Cool. How's things with you, mate? What's going on? Uh, yeah, all good. Um, weirdly, I was going to say, I think uh, I was looking for something the other day and the tutorial that came up was a My Builder tutorial. Hey! Uh, woo Yeah, I can't remember. I don't think it was one of yours. Paralyzing. (laughs) I bet it was the Jenkins one. Paralyzing PHP builds or something, because you were doing some Jenkins stuff, weren't you? I was, yeah. So maybe it was. Yeah, I can't remember. That is SEO, baby. (laughs) Not really. That's just writing something and producing it. Let Google do the hard work. Well, it was like, it was top. It was very top of the results, what I was looking for. So um, I really can't remember what it was. But um, but yeah, otherwise, no, I've been been pretty good, actually. I'm finding a little bit more time to... um, to code now um so like once toby's gone to bed and stuff i'm doing a bit more and obviously i'm getting like a day a week now to concentrate on my uni studies so that's felt really good because i don't feel like i have been learning at all for for quite a while so you feel yeah like that's out of the loop very quickly don't you After yeah that. yeah I, I mean for me to be honest with you i'm probably i'm not so much a guy that's like oh i need to know this language I need to know like i'm more interested in like um you know tricky sort of problems in programming you know for any language and um especially like with this assignment that I'm doing my final project. So I'm really at the minute just sort of I, I just want to research so much before I even sort of start doing stuff for my project. So um like Friday I was looking at decision trees and you know, that was really interesting and like I was looking at it and thinking, This is simple. And then I started trying to implement it myself and actually like, ah, oh, actually it's it's not actually. It's not as simple as you think and um yeah, well, actually, I think I just take a lot, lot longer to learn some things uh, more than most people. But um, yeah, so I, I learned that, and that was it was just really interesting way of sort of calculating, you know, confidence and probability of you know certain data types and certain outcomes. So I put a little tutorial on my website, and the tutorial I don't think it's particularly good to be honest with you. And I, I like actually, it. <laughs> cheers. But I actually really would um, openly ask for feedback on it. Because I think maybe there's mistakes in it, and I'm, I just I would like someone to confirm, say, "Oh yeah, you have got a good understanding of it, or you haven't." I wouldn't be offended if he said they hadn't, because I, I really just want to learn. So, um, would you like me to comment now? I would just just off the fly. Don't even look at it. Just, <laughs> say, just like yes or no. Yes or no, and I'll delete it if it's rubbish. <laughs> Where are we? Uh... Uh, so it's on the on my homepage, markabud.org, and go to other. Uh, from the top menu. Oh, so I was in tutorials. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I did that, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, it's in other, and it's decision trees. And, uh, yeah, if someone could give me some feedback, I would really be grateful for that, actually. 
And uh, the JavaScript is not good, but I'm more interested on uh, have I actually got the, the ideas. I think that's a really good point. I think we, we, me and uh, Lou were actually talking about that before, where we were talking mm. about like it's the ideas, isn't it, that matter? Yeah, kind of like you know, the, you know, the fundamental kind of concepts, not the delivery mechanism or you know the implementation. That's actually, it. Like, do you grasp the concepts behind it? Yeah, it's not well, the fact I mean, you're using like pretty syntax. You know, it's like oh, you're using syntactic sugar, aren't you clever? It's actually no, I understand it, it yeah. fundamentally. Exactly. I mean, both parts have their place. Obviously, you need to understand it, and then you need to be able to implement it. But obviously, understanding it is the first, and it's a crucial bit, I think. So, it's a very unusual example that you've done. Yeah, I don't know. Basically, the video. I, I love it. Like, <laughs> does this guy play tennis in the rain when it's humid? And I was like, oh, I can't copy his idea exactly. But was, the other thing I was going to say is the, the video that I've linked on that uh, tutorial explains things ten times better than I do, and um, it's a brilliant video. I think it's nine minutes long. And um, it's really interesting. And he just talks about the idea of pure data sets and just keep like splitting things, splitting and splitting and splitting until like eventually you get down to this. Well, hopefully you'll have a pure data set at the end, but maybe you won't. And if you don't, then maybe then you calculate a probability because that's all you can really do. If you can't say definitely meeting this criteria, he does or he doesn't or she does or she doesn't, then you have to work out a probability. But, but it's interesting. Um, it just kind of, it really, I don't know, makes your brain work hard to try to understand things because you start thinking, is this accurate? Because, um, oh, this is my cat. Hi, Dennis. Oh, every time. Um, it wouldn't be a podcast oh, without Dennis. It wouldn't, no. Um, you can mess in your carpet, is he? No, but I'm worried that listeners are just going to report me to RSPCA thinking, what do I <laughs> do to that cat? Is the Dennis in pain? He's not. Right. He's just saying hello. Just to explain, he is very old. He's like 23, which is very good for a cat but anyway uh yeah so that decision tree is very very interesting and um i still don't i, I hope to use them at some point in my projects obviously like my so main how, how is the project going what, what kind of it how what direction have you taken so far have well you, have, you, have you been disconnected by rsp again that's, that's the main <laughs> question no thankfully not no, it's been all good <laughs> since then i mean my crawler's not working at the minute so um i did crawl like you know a few thousand results just for my own fascination but i'm actually i'm actually just going to crawl on specific terms at, at some point and um so are you hoping then to crawl on specific terms get back what yeah. you get bet about what google have got and kind of yeah. work out why yeah and obviously i need to i need to kind of understand every single factor that, that google will consider and there's no way i'm going to know all of them but all i can do is my best and really there's certain things that i do that we know like you know things like page speed are going to have an impact backlinks going to have an impact um, but TLS other, is now HTTPS is now yeah. a massive. Um, yeah, you know, that's they, true. it's a factor they've added in. That's very, very true. Yeah, and um, user behavior, like how long do they stay on a page and all that kind of stuff. So w- that's why I created that that JavaScript snippet that you guys. What's uh, What's the long term aim for that? Then what are you doing all that for? So, oh, this is part of a uni module, is it? It's It's my final project. So all this year, like I've no modules or anything. It's just one big project, and um, so I picked my own topic, which was. Like looking back now, foolishly entitled uh, "Reverse Engineering Google Search Algorithm." Oh right, and um, yeah, so basically, I want to try and be able to match Google search results as closely as I possible. As, as you I might able to Google that then. <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> right. <laughs> yeah we're Google reversing Google's algorithm. See what see what they say. But did you see great, someone great infinity loop? Yeah, someone <laughs> bought the domain Google dot com from Google or something. Yeah, what was that? Do you have any more new? Like, I didn't read right. up on it enough. 
I didn't read up on it enough as well, but I was like, wow, that's all I could assume is that they they hadn't they forgot somehow to mm. read, you know, sign like some. Yeah, I have no idea how though. That yeah. is ridiculous. I love stories like that though. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It is insane. And the uh, talk talk one that is uh, yeah wow it's huge and it was like a fifty well maybe a fifteen year old Irish bloke well, there you go is that what they're saying now uh, well he, he he was he's been arrested in connection with it so wow and it was a sequel injection attack was it that's all it was oh wow that's really bad it's it's pretty much it's very it's scary how typical that it's is just, I mean it must have been a very old code base in. Whereas it's, it's, you know what though, because it's probably just like maybe a portion of the code base is old or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's this whole idea, you know, you may have one page on the site that is old, that isn't encrypted, that uses, you know, it doesn't, you know, escape the string, it's like blah, blah, blah. All talk, talk customers or one equals one. Yeah. <laughs> There we go, yeah, exactly, or something like that, and that's it. didn't it. work when I did it. And it probably would just be... <laughs> <laughs> did you try it beforehand, Lee? Uh, this is, uh, you feel disappointed? Nah. Well, the, the luck that I've had with broadband recently... I've I know. Done... Well, this is it. Now, this is uh, flowing through your 200 megabit virgin connection at the moment. Oh, maybe, yeah. But, God, I've had every single one of those. Yeah, I know, that's true. You have had a bit of a mare. Uh, you, Wait, you would think... so you... You you are, you stayed with Virgin in the end, then is that right? <laughs> after after the <laughs> rant at Richard Branson, and <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really class this as a as a very good sales tool, but I kind of ended up with Virgin is more more of an accurate way of putting it because they don't seem to understand how cancelling an order works. They still send you everything, so oh, oh no! But it, you're getting good speed then. Yeah, I'm getting to oh, two hundred plus one eighty usually, or even up there. Yeah, it's fine now. That is ridiculous. I went from. Have it from them messing up my first order to to cancelling that to then receiving a load of stuff through from them. Yeah. Because apparently they'd had a system glitch to then ringing them up and saying, fine, okay, I've got this stuff. If you hook me up today, then I'll do it. Wow. <laughs> and they, they weren't able to do that. But at the time, I didn't really have much choice because I tried to get Sky as well and their engineer couldn't come out for 10 days or something to install. So I was having a tether off my phone. In the, in the meantime. But you did yeah. pretty well with that, though, didn't you? You, you seemed yeah. pretty well. I, yeah, well, I bought way too much data. I bought 20 gig of data, which I... Because I've, I've never tried tethering off my phone, to be honest. So I, I knew if I, if I stayed away from videos and stuff like that, I should be all right. But in 10, 11 days, I only used 8 gig, which wasn't too bad. So, yeah. So, yeah, now, now, yeah. now at last I've got Virgin and everything. But Sky don't seem to have got the message that I've cancelled them either. Though I've... I've got two lots of Virgin equipment and one lots of Sky equipment, so I'm <laughs> doing a car boot sale. <laughs> Magic. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was fun games and everything, but yeah, now now we've got Virgin. I mean, the product's amazing. You can't deny that. Do you yeah. enjoy, you're enjoying it. I'm glad, man. Back on the chutes and everything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the only other when I was looking at packages again, when I was like, "Oh God, Virgin's not working out. Sky's not working out. Where do I go?" I nearly went for talk. So yeah. lucky. <laughs> uh, where do they go from there? They don't, do they? It's I think they great. are. They've, they're tarnished, aren't they? I, I don't think they can. I, I, I don't know because they've been hacked like what three or four times know, before this year. This is bad. This is this is like well, 
yeah, suicide with it. Isn't it wasn't it? full card details; it was half of the card details. But it's so, all not it's encrypted. Not, I'm not defending them yeah, at it's all. like a dump. I mean, all I can assume because we were talking about this over WhatsApp, weren't we? Like, you know, how does it happen and stuff? And you mm. know, I mean, if they've got a secure architecture, one way of getting in is the fact of just SQL dumps, where mm. you know they don't encrypt or you know secure their backup infrastructure. I think that's actually probably more of a typical one as well now, where. Oh, it's oh, you've got this really locked down system. Great, but the dumps you reply, you know, you 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 know, you send are all unencrypted somewhere. I can just access those thanks, and I just you know what bring do them out. So normally do with that kind of things, they just leave it to whoever they host with to to run backups for stuff. Or oh no, they they, they would run their own. I mean, they would you yeah, know, but, hopefully do their own thing and encrypt them. And I mean that that's a whole other thing, yeah. the encryption behind it and everything. They would have to do their own stuff, and it's not hard. This is the bad thing. I, you know, I think we were tweaking it again on the WhatsApp thing where it's like. You know, the the problem people have is you've got to make it really hard to do the wrong thing. Whereas yeah. at the moment, maybe it's too easy to do the, the wrong thing, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, what happens is people will just end up, yeah, just dumping it there and it'd be fine. And then, you know, the, the, this is the trouble with big, big organizations as well is that they'll be like, oh, we'll leave this temporary here. And then they've got a bit in the code to do, add encryption. <laughs> and it will just bit stay there for years, maybe. And then it'll be like, oh, it never happened. I think it's an I said to you guys, I said, like, what, what can, what, I mean, at the time I didn't know it was an SQO injection attack, but like, what can we learn from, from that to make sure that, the, you know, it doesn't happen in the things that we're doing? And you can only do as much as you can do, can't you? Well, I mean, it's again, it's using these abstractions. I mean, you know, an ORM has its pros and cons, but one of its pros is that it should hopefully, you know, auto escape data. You know, you're not using raw SQL. You know, uh, it, you know, queries and stuff like that. But again, with raw SQL queries, it's just escaping it and making sure that you're, you know, you're clever with it. Uh, yeah. Anything that comes from the user is potentially bad. I think part of the problem is though that you know the hackers are always, always on the front foot, and whatever we do is always very reactive to what yeah. they do. We can't really predict what they're going to do next, and and that's that's an issue. But I do agree with you. Like if you if you do things the right way, but that. The point you made before that this is pretty old code that the new developers didn't even know about or something like that, or they're very reluctant to touch. And, and I'm not, I'm not defending TorTalk in any shape or form, but they've probably been targeted because people knew they'd been hacked three times before. They're probably the guys you're going to go for. Well, this, and also, it's just bots. I mean, you know, you have these scripts yeah. that we can run, you know, that yeah. are, you know, for our own pen testing True. kind of things, you know, where, you know, the, the, yeah. you know, the white hacker, what they call it, that is that, you know, the person who's just going into, just test to see if their system's okay they'll just run those and yeah. script kiddies can do it um yeah, yeah. but like guys just well, well audience uh just to let you know the, the bings and the bongs is fraser saying hi uh and also talking about how there you go There's another one. talking about jet from the gladiators he's following her on twitter and this is the kind of this is this is the great you know conversation you know we get out of <laughs> <laughs> on a weekly basis oh dear but um no I mean, other than that uh mickey what have you been up to then so what what stuff at work you're working on and um to be honest uh, i've been working on uh, more um commerce websites and stuff uh, so been... still or... uh no we're sort of uh, our own sort of bespoke system now so quite a lot of sites and um yeah like i said you had actually topical like on encryption stuff like last uh thing i sort of did was um, I've never really had to do this before. Weirdly, it's never come up, but I had uh, simultaneously two payment gateways active on one site. So that was quite cool. And, and they both had like two very different ways of encrypting. And um, it's interesting to see like how they do that as well. 
but I, I think PayPal's one is actually very good. Yeah, because um, you've, you've hit quite a few of them now, haven't you? You seem to yeah. done the rounds on many of the uh, many payment gateway. Yeah, and you know, like they're all the same really when you you get under the under the hood. But um, the encryption types are very different, and I would say some are more modern than than others. Um, they're pretty all fairly safe, but um, yeah, I, I remember like back in the day, I like I never thought of encrypting payment forms. Never. You just well, it, I mean, it, hopefully, if you just use HTTPS, you should be better off as well yeah it's true uh, but no i mean like in, you know you do you know but, if you're if you you know, taking it down the wire well that's it and one of the advantages of doing your payment uh you know with a third party like paypal you know off-site is that you can get around you don't that's true you, you rely on them i mean that's a good idea as well is you know yeah. i don't want to deal with this at all i have yeah. no i want no liability at all that's it but you know at the same time i do really, i think you know sites now these days should all have certificates shouldn't they but you know it's um uh, https is a scary confusing beast though um, it is yeah it really is and a lot of people don't get it and, and to be honest actually till until this week i really haven't like looked into it properly um it was only since you know we've been working quite a bit on you know the api stuff um is yeah. that you know i was kind of thinking and i mean the different kind of certificates you can get um you know and, and mm. you know you go from the idea of just a simple certificate that's computer pretty much just like a, a computer generated one where it does the check based on oh you are, you have a dns record oh you yeah. must have that site you know you know and then that's just for that one domain to a multi-domain one where you know it can happen a, you know multiple you can then have one that has you know subdomains so it allows a wildcard and subdomains but that's never going to be fully you know kind of secure you know not secure but like you know what what people really want is this whole idea of what you get in chrome and all these new browsers is that gold not the gold i think it's like a green bar where you yeah. get like the you know you get the organization name in yeah and that's yeah. you know the the highest of the high where you've not only done the automatic checks you've also provided you know information like you know billing information or like d- different information that you are a valid this is a valid organization you could be trusted um you know i mean and self-signed certificates aren't awful for you know but they are bad obviously they're not going to be in a certificate chain for each you any users so you know they're going to come up saying oh this is a unknown yeah. certificate but if you're just doing it for like your personal stuff that is i want to make sure it's secure between me and maybe my home computer yeah. um you know my home server web server having a self-signed certificate is probably a good idea that you can validate and make sure it's yours um yeah. you know it's yours because you can check yeah. and yeah and then you get the you get the benefits of having it go going securely through encrypted yeah, because I think that's, that's another thing. It's two different things. Is SSL, oh, SSL, TLS now? Because SSL is actually the what Netscape made back in the nineties, and then it's moved over to using right. TLS infrastructure when it was more in like nineteen ninety nine. And um, that you know, there's two things. Where it's the encryption, which is the great thing, which means eavesdroppers can't come along. Uh, but it's also the validity. Uh, What's it? You no, know, it's the authentication and authorization. So the authorization is the bit where it's saying, oh, it's secure. And then it's yeah. authentication saying that this is the person I'm talking to is really that company. Because what's the point in having an encrypted, encrypted gateway, well, encrypted network connection, if you're just going encrypted connection to a middleman? <laughs> that yeah. isn't the guy. You know, yeah. so there, there's those two different bits. But again, it gets confusing and it costs a lot of money. I mean, there's massive business in these certificates. Yeah, yeah. And obviously now SHA-1 is now being deprecated in these certificates. And I think next year, I think that Google Chrome is going to start saying, you know, you're not allowed them. Uh, you know, SHA-265 or t- no, 256 now is the one where you're meant to use SHA-2s. So all these new old certificates, I mean, some browsers, IE6s of the world, are actually not going to be able to go to some websites because they'll be required to have HTTPS 
Shard right. two um, certificates. So well, PayPal, it, they don't allow um, Shard one certificates anymore. There we go. I mean, look at that. You know, so that they've actually got rid of you know because I mean a lot. Of, I think it's ice cream sandwich. I think mm. Android devices have problems with Shard two certificates, and also yeah. So then it's Windows XP, SB two, etc. They yeah. have issues. So no, it's a, it's a massive, confusing, wild game. Um, yeah. And I mean, we were having problems. So you know, like with the Kong thing was the fact that. Kong required that we had an SSL certificate, you know, SSL gateway in. But we were like, well, actually, with all these idea of like, you know, you have your uh, load balancing, etc., like that. You have like a cutoff, so you know, it comes in in engine in engine X. We strip out the SSL there, then we're just using passing it through our own networks, you know, our own private networks, unencrypted, to then go back out as SSL. Um, but then it was it's like using this it's x proto x header proto or something there was like a a, you know a a valid kind of idea kind of norm now that you're able to say oh this was from a https source though so we've had to include that and and actually another one and this actually very much on the encryption random kind of front is the issue that we had today and this is a bit of a weird one so pseudo random numbers aren't random are they they're pseudo random yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you know and they're random based on a mathematical equation that can be reproduced um you know some and, of them are based on noise now aren't they they you can get that yes yeah, so some i think like dev i know that maybe i don't know if it's unix kind of systems they use the noise from a cd drive as well yeah, or some yeah. external source um but essentially what happens is you have something called a seed so you have a starter value that allows you then to reproduce and then create this then chain, you know, this diff, this sequence of random, pseudo-random numbers. Yeah. Um, now, if you pass the same seed in, though, you're going to get the same sequence back. Yeah. And we actually got bit by this. So what happens in Nginx is Nginx has a couple of workers. So it fires off and says creates four workers. So you've got four instances. Now, what each one of those had was it then had this idea of a, it was a UUID, universal unique identifier, but the seed was the time, the current timestamp. Now, what would happen, though, if those workers were all created at the same time? They would all have the same (laughs) worker ID. Now, what would happen then is, you know, you'd go through one worker and it would create a couple of IDs, sequence, but then you'd start using the other worker and it would create the exact same ones and then be like, oh, we've got a unique, you know, violation because it was access tokens. So, you know, ways of dealing with it in this Lua implementation were using the socket one that had get time, but it was based by millisecond as well. That still has problems because, again, it's, you know, it's not uncommon for these workers to spin up almost simultaneously. Um, You know, and then you take into other considerations that you need to use the open SSL library because that allows you to, have more randomness and eventually we've made an implementation which actually we get to provide the access token that is used in the refresh token so we can use it within php um, because actually and then put it in the show notes there's like libraries that irc maxwell anthony ferreira has made um that's this random library and um it's a really interesting topic you know thinking of this well it's random though it's like actually it's not if you pass the same seed because that's why people use a seed the seed being the time because the current timestamp, obviously then at that time is going to be different for another time but if you do provide the same seed you will get the same values and it will bite you in the bum oh, that sounds like a nasty issue to uh it's oh. a horrible issue and i'm really hoping this feature gets merged in but no it's yeah. really interesting working like with github and kind of stuff but it's fun seeing like you know all these projects and kind of looking at other other languages but no i mean uh, yeah it's been really fun Nice. How about you, Lou? Anything else you want to say on your uh, first episode back? Just can you hear me, okay? I can indeed. Uh, I have my microphone off temporarily. Just it's been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been nice to be back. Hopefully, hopefully we can all maybe get back in the habit of, of weekly ones, perhaps. 
Well, I think I think yeah. yeah, definitely it'd be a good it'd be good. I mean, we've now kind of got a bit of a. I'm glad you got your setup at home now. You know, with your office and everything, um, and you know, we can kind of work it. Yeah, work around it and really kind of hopefully get some guests on as well. Will be a good thing because I think I think yeah. now I'm getting an itch for speaking to some random people. It'd be awesome. <laughs> my, my next plan is to get a decent microphone as well. So, oh, are you gonna are you leveling up to a Yeti or are you gonna see, sure what's yet, about, see what's on the market? I'll um. Here's, here's an exciting story for you. We registered with British Gas this week, and uh, they give an Amazon voucher out with every every new account. So I might see what I can get with that. Oh, there we go. Thank you, British Gas. So every episode will be That's like, this, this microphone has been provided about. by British Gas. Yeah. yeah, that was boring. Please edit it out. <laughs> what was boring? <laughs> My British guest story. It not at all. It is not boring at all. The audience needs to know about these things. They've it missed you, Luke. They've missed sleep. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then, audience. Well, it's been a great episode. Um, and, yeah, we'll speak to you next time. I mean, hope you have a good time doing what you're going to be doing and not <laughs> listening to us. I should never say the last bit. I should have just left it where it was. It was fine where it was. You know what, audience? Oh, yeah, Goodbye. Perfect. Great yeah. speaking to you. Yes, bye. Bye. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe.